0: There was a family who, um, uh, a mother and her children who came to the church and, um, the husband is Muslim. And so he told them they could come to the church, but they were not allowed to say the name of Jesus in the house. So the children that there's a really, they have a really good children's program in this church. And so the lady wanted to come just to bring her kids to the children's church. So she would sit in the services while the kids went to children's church. So, uh um, At some point, uh, in their journey, they've been in the church now for a little while, the, um, the man got sick and his little girl was concerned about him and she walked into the kitchen one day and she told her mother, I want to pray for, I want to go pray for daddy. And she said, well, you cannot say the name of Jesus. We can't say, they called it the name that starts with a J. You can't say that in this house. So the little girl, determined anyway, went into her daddy and she took his hand in the bed and she said, Father God, I'm praying for my daddy for healing in the name that we're not allowed to say in this house. And the man was healed and he came to church a few weeks later and gave his heart to the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? So you might be, you know, you never know you could be in a situation where you can't say Jesus. I don't know where that would be, but you never know what can happen, where you are in the midst of. But I'm, I know Brother Hagan used to, to say the name, the name, the name, because Jesus is the name. Amen. And there's power in the name. We just sang there's mercy in the name. There's forgiveness in the name. It's all in the name of Jesus. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you guys that because he shared it today and I thought it was nice off of her story, um, or her sermon. I love that the little girl was bold enough to go, Father God, I'm praying for my daddy in the name that we can't mention in this house so and you know the daddy knew what that name was, but she didn't say it. she was obedient. she did what her her parents told her to do, so anyway um uh I guess I have to back up along this won't be very long, but i I have a very long story, but it won't I won't bore you with it. Um, um, but, uh, when we, when we, when I started, when I started, when I heard this song, the goodness of God, the first time a long time ago, um, and then, um, my Alexa in the house would play it and I started singing along with it and thinking, this is kind of like my theme song. It could be my theme song because even though I look all put together, um, what I've been through in my life um reflects on that the goodness of God was always there. So I was married to a man for twenty four years, um, fresh out of Bible school, went down and pastored Scarlet and her the people in that church there at the ripe old age of nineteen. I was the pastor's wife. He was only twenty one, so you know, it's a different day back then. And uh um so we pastored for uh, almost three years at that church, and then we moved around some, were associate pastors a couple of different places, in Tulsa and Minneapolis, and then um, actually moved to Alabama for a short period, and then went to Canada and pastored there for six years. So a total of 13 years pastoring. And then he was going to travel overseas, something that he had always wanted to do to minister, so we moved back to South Carolina, where my family's from, and um, anyway through the course of a whole lot, um, 24 years of marriage. And I was, I had to get a divorce because of his doing. And, um, so in all of that, we had established a ministry overseas. We had an apartment in Germany. Um, my son had been with his dad a lot to minister in the summertime. We would always go to Europe with the kids and preach in churches and, um had humanitarian aid going around in Romania and Hungary and all these different places. Um, and all of a sudden it came to a stop. As far as I thought, Um having to go through the divorce and everything, he went back to Europe and um, uh, it, it turned into a big fight, which I didn't think was going to happen. But when I knew what was going on, and he didn't know what was going on because there was an investigation process that had to happen. Um, I was at my cousin's in Virginia. Um, she's like my sister and and um for whatever reason, I had the message Bible with me and i I don't normally carry the message Bible, and it was before it was before even we had phones that you could look something up on <laughs> and I opened the Bible. And I've never been one of those people where you like, you know, people just open the Bible and go like this and they just read whatever and they think that's their verse for the day and there's no telling what it could be. But I opened the Bible and this was the verse. It's in Psalm 57. Be good to me, God, and now I run to you for my dear life. I'm hiding out under your wings until the hurricane blows over, which I thought this is a big storm. I was in a storm. I didn't even know... I'm telling you, it was so crazy. I didn't, um, I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. And I, it says, I call out to the high God, the God who holds me together. He sends orders from heaven and saves me. He humiliates those who kick me around. God delivers generous love and he makes good on his word. And at the end of this, it says that uh, because I, I had always... You know, when we traveled everywhere and did everything, I was always the one who sang. And and um, uh, and and um, we were always overseas. And I've been all over Europe and everywhere. And um, I didn't realize... Or th- at that point, I thought, Well, this is all going to be over. Like, uh, when am I going go to go overseas again? And how am I going to do... And how am I going to sing to the nations? It says I'm going to sing to the nations. I'll go out and I'll... I'll thank God and loud in the streets and I'll sing the praises all to the nations. And so I'm standing on the stage. Um, at, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Daystar Christian TV, but um, my friend Joni Lamb and her husband own that. And uh, so I would go and sing um, at several of her conferences with the team. And she asked me to share a testimony. And when I did share the testimony, what I didn't realize because um, my first husband, he did pass away, but he was still alive at this time. And I was mortified to say anything that I knew was going out over the airwaves. And, um, so I argued with her and told her I didn't want to do it, but of course she won the fight. So I, um, so I, I wrote out a, a testimony and I shared that. And, um, and I, what was interesting is, I didn't know or never thought of when I when I when he was ill and I I flew to Switzerland to be with him the last two weeks of his life with my daughter um the whole year that he was ill I was back and forth talking to him on the doctor on the phone with the doctors every day doing all that kind of stuff and um I we were overseas my, my daughter and I and this minister took us to eat and um you have to know walking into all of this I had no idea how the people over there were going to treat me because he had told a lot of interesting lies. (laughs) And so my, my point in the trip was to take my daughter so she could have closure with her dad. And so we went over and I told her, this is your moment. You can do whatever you want to do, but I'm just facilitating the trip for you. And I'll be, you know, kind to your father, of course. And I was so kind to him. Actually, my daughter was angry with me, but, um, we're sitting in this restaurant and, uh, this minister says to me, Rhonda, I, I didn't know. I never knew what was going on with him. And until I'm sitting in my living room one evening and I'm, I'm looking at the newspaper and he's in Germany and he said, I hear this voice coming across my TV and I'm listening to this girl tell this story. And then she starts to sing and I look up and I realize it's you. And he said, "I didn't know until that moment what was going on," and um, and so anyway, he uh, for me it was the nations' fulfillment of "I'm singing to the nations," and he confirmed that to me. Like, you know, even though I was a little mortified and kind of mm, didn't know what to do or what are you going to think or whatever, but but I'm still singing to the nations, and that's it, you know it's been an opportunity for me. So, um, as far as the song is concerned, the goodness of God, um, going through that whole time period in my life, which this was, the divorce happened in 2005, so it was settled or whatever. And, uh, um, I just kept doing what I was doing and I would actually even vacuum my house, which I should do more of these days. And Sing, sing, sing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Because there was nothing else. I didn't have anything else to do except. And um, some translations say that he will pursue you. So when we sing this song and it says your goodness is running, it's running after me. I'm like, you know what? The goodness of God is I'm looking at it like he's in pursuit of me and he's going to catch me and he's going to do everything for me that he possibly can because his word says I'm to have an abundant life, a prosperous life, whole and well in every aspect of me. Amen. So, so this is my theme song. I have to say because there were darkest nights, boy, when I'm telling you. Um, I didn't have anything to hold on to Except for him And and he's been faithful And of course I have a wonderful husband now Um, Going on Be seven years this year And it's just A wonderful thing And um, sometimes so good that you just sit Scarlett and I sometimes Will talk to each other Because she's had her own can of worms That we (laughs) We both had our own can of worms That we compared notes with But But um (laughs) but buy one get one. But you sit for a moment and you think wow, look at what God did. How in the world He protected me from so much from sickness, from disease, from just so much He protected me from and He kept my kids. My son is a big old six foot four Boy, I call him my man child because he's a big guy, um, and he could have gone a completely different route, but he made the decision to go to school. He went to Rama, and um, and now he's pat. You know, he's he was a youth pastor for ten years. Now he's a he's been a men's pastor for over a year, and just watching what the faithfulness of God did in him is enough for anybody who would know him to think. Wow, and my daughter loves the lord and and they just i mean they love God, they serve God, and they could have said, "I'm not serving God because their father turned out to be in my daughter's words, the biggest liar and the biggest hypocrite she'd ever known, so anyway, God is faithful he he's just he's just good all over, so anyway.
1: bless you tonight yeah. a wonderful testimony you know um i've often th- said you know you can tell the difference in people whether they're ministers or 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 what we call lay people uh you can tell if they're seasoned in other words if they've been through something in life you can sure tell when they haven't because they have all the answers you know it just cracks me up you know you get a you get a <laughs> i mean i think we were all those people at one point but you know you're you're just fresh out of bible school and you 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 figure whatever town you go in to do your ministry in uh, three months you're going to have the stadium full and and they're all going to be wanting to watch all the amazing things that you have and um you find out that uh you know, uh, uh, ten years later, you, you, you know, you, you don't have anything full. Anyway, praise God, <laughs> you uh, you have all the answers when you're young and nothing's happened. But I always say the two by four of life comes and hits everybody right across the smack across the head, and uh, when you're at least expecting it, I think. And, uh, things that you never, I, I think everyone in this room and probably you that are watching many can say, you know, we've been through things that we never imagined that we would go through. In fact, us Word of Faith people, we confessed against it. You know, we said, well, we'll never have, you know, cancer touch our family or we'll never have divorce or we'll never have, you know, children that, uh, decide not to serve the lord and all these things that can happen and uh or or a a bankruptcy or whatever but you know uh you find how many find out you you face things that you never imagined that you would face or the death of of someone and and um so uh you start learning the depth of god's love for you um and uh of course, you know we have good doctrine here. we don't believe God sends the bad uh to to teach us something The reason we know that's not true is uh the Bible says, if we being carnal or evil know how to good give give good gifts to our children, how much more does the heavenly Father know how to uh, essentially paraphrase that bless his children exponentially more? How many believe God? no matter how good your earthly father is god's better god's the best amen and uh, he is the best father uh he is good good father as we often sing amen well would you consider it a good father if if uh, let's say a family walked into the church here and and uh all of a sudden a father decides to just pull the arm of his daughter out and break it over the back of the pew would you say uh, that's a good father? Well, he's teaching her you know that how much he loves her. No, we would have the guy arrested. We'd call the We'd get the man off of the child and call the police and make a case, wouldn't we, and say, "Hope they'll lock him up and throw away the key so uh, uh and yet in in religion land, bad things happen, and people say, "Well, that's the Lord leading them through the dark valley." And uh, there is just, there's no scripture for that whatsoever. It's absolutely ridiculous. And in fact, even in the Old Covenant, the Bible calls sickness and disease and lack and problems like that, it calls it um, a curse. And the children of Israel never had any poverty or lack or failure or sickness as long as they were walking in the statutes of the Lord. And so the curse is uh, something that is a result of sin and the fall and failure. But praise God, we always get back to this every time we preach. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That being said, this world has uh, the evil one in it, and uh, we all face challenges and things come against us. And uh, we overcome, however, so the scripture that was coming to me uh, tonight for for our service tonight was um, that we overcome, the Bible tells us in Revelation, that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, that's number one, our foundation is Christ, amen, and His finished work, <laughs> I hope you don't get tired of me always talking about His finished work, but it's a good thing to remember that it's finished, otherwise we'll get religious and try to add to it it's like again, it's like I've said it's like if you caught somebody in the Louvre Museum in Paris, where the Mona Lisa is, and they've got a paint by numbers, you know Gladys Kravitz from Des Moines uh is there with her <laughs> with her little <laughs> paint by number kit uh well and and she's gonna Add some blue eyeshadow and a little uh, pink lipstick, you know, to the, and, and, and put uh, a bigger uh, necklace on the Mona Lisa. Uh, that would be considered defiling a masterpiece. And they, in France, they probably cut your fingers off for that uh, with a little mini guillotine that they bring out. But, um, uh, <laughs> finger guillotine. but thank the lord um you know we nobody's allowed to do that and and we should know the bible says that um talking about the goodness of god that the blessing of the lord uh king james says maketh fat and addeth no sorrow to it or maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it But some of the newer translations there say that the blessing of the Lord is so complete and perfect that there's nothing that human effort can add to it to make it any better. So that's our foundation. There's nothing we can do to add to our salvation that can make it any better. It's as good as it needs to be or ever could be. Isn't that beautiful? But the, So the Bible says that they overcame, talking about, I believe, the, all the the history of the church, overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And I think we need to get back to, you know, I mean, we don't want to just religiously be locked into anything. But, you know, we used to have testimony services back in the day. When I was growing up and that kind of fell by the wayside because the mega church model is uh almost like an entertainment venue. It's there's little audience participation and you have just a few people, you know, doing all the singing and all the almost entertaining and now they lower the lights and they have a spotlight and all that. And you know whatever, if that's what if that's your thing then hallelujah. I'm sure there's plenty of places that have that. But I think that church, to me, is a gathering of the saints so that we can worship together and we can look in the Word together and so forth. That doesn't mean everybody takes a turn, you know, and behind the pulpit or some craziness. But there's a balance there, and thank God we want to walk down the middle of the road. But uh, if we're not careful, we'll lose some things that are good for us. And, you know, it's good to hear how the Lord, like Rhonda's testimony blessed me did it bless you well it's good to hear what the lord has done for somebody else and so you know we talk about the goodness of god sustaining us and i'll tell you i can just i'll I'll go next here in other words we're going to hear from whoever wants to testify and you have to come up here and do it on the mic so the live streaming can get it okay otherwise it's like somebody's talking and there's an empty pulpit you know with the piece of the cross hanging <laughs> that's the scene well oh, wow that's exciting what's going on there but um i just you know just quickly i mean i've lord you know and i'm going to tell you i do not feel or believe that i walk around like the walking wounded uh or i don't have that on there on me uh i and i try very hard for that not to be on me amen Uh, i mean i've been to hell and back in my life and yet i believe it's like the three hebrew children you know went through the fiery furnace but the bible says that even the smell of the smoke was not on them well if you're around Rhonda, you know you heard her testimony of the hell fire that she went through with uh um, divorce of a, of, I will just put it this way, of a very unfaithful partner, uh, and in, in some of the worst ways imaginable. And so, uh, for her to come out with victory, amen, and sing like she does and testify, there's no smell of smoke. You, sometimes people look at some of us and think, well you and your perfect, I've actually had people say that to me, you and your perfect little life, you wouldn't know what hard times are and, just chew you out because they're expecting you to go around not only smelling like smoke, but a few cinders burning on the top of your jacket and the smoke coming off. In other words, if you've been through something, you're supposed to walk around like it's defeated you. And then then folks feel sorry for you. I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me because I've got the victory that comes through Christ. There's, don't feel sorry for me. In fact, you should ask me how I walk in that victory. And so, um, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take turns here. But, uh, just real quick, you know, uh, everybody here knows it, but maybe not so much everybody watching online. Okay. So we'll say some things here tonight for their benefit. But you know, I mean, I've, I've lost just, just basically just a couple of ma, major things as I lost my oldest son as you know was killed in afghanistan to um uh, he was a sniper and he was killed in action and so we had that horrible thing of the knock at the door and just a just a a, 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 a few months later my father-in-law passed away and uh wasn't long after that that uh, you know a couple of years went by and my wife was diagnosed as you know with with um uh cancer. And, uh, she finally, you know, passed away after fighting the fight of faith for about five years. And, uh, so we went through all that. And at the end of that, you can feel bewildered and you wonder what on earth am I going to do? And how is life going to ever be normal again? And does anybody relate to that? How, how, how am I ever going to recover from this? And, uh, you know, I actually had people say to me, Oh, um, well, are you going to stay in ministry? I'm just like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to get, these are faith people, word of faith pe- pastors, word of faith pastors said to me, well, I'm kind of surprised that you stayed in ministry after all that. And it's like, it makes you wonder what would happen to them if something, you know, hit them. And so, uh, no, you no know, ministry is our life. And it's, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Anyway, what a stupid thing. Um, and so what I would do if somebody said that to me in a meeting, I would make sure I avoided them in the next session. And went, I'd figure out which door they came in, I went in another way, because I didn't want to talk to them. And then I don't know how many people handed me grief books, you know, and it's like, you know, I really don't want to read a grief book, I just, I just want peace and the victory that's in the Lord, and, and I knew Again, it's this song. He said, All my life, Lord, you've been faithful. And why, in the most hour of need, would He not be faithful? Amen. And so I know that the Lord sustained me. Now, look what's happened since. Is praise God? The Lord gave gave us, you know, our ministry here, and 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 the church here gave us this beautiful property to to worship in and to to base our ministry out of and uh and then brought my beautiful wife scarlet into my life and our lives amen how many believe scarlet's a blessing <laughs> glory to god and uh and uh just again just traveling the world and 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 being blessed and and so god is so faithful isn't he and so they over the bible says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and, uh, of course, our testimony includes all the things that Christ did and all the things the Holy Spirit's doing, but it's also these personal testimonies of the goodness of God in the land of the living. So, Scarlett, I want you to come and, and share a little of your testimony, and then let's take some from some of our congregation here tonight. Amen? Praise the Lord.
2: Uh, Psalm 3419 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all or out of them all. Yes. You know, it's, and you would think many are the afflictions of people who aren't serving God and who don't even, you know, love God and that, but it says the righteous. So we shouldn't be surprised when these things happen because the devil is real and roaming about seeking whom he may devour. And he's unjust. He'll break in. You know, sometimes they say, where did you open the door? You know, when you're going through things, where did you open the door? Well, we've been I've been robbed several times during my life. You might have been robbed before. I wasn't home. Somebody broke in the door. You know, And that's how Satan is. He's a thief. So he doesn't really necessarily have to have an open door. He'll break the door down and try to get in. Amen. But the neat thing about the scripture is that the, the Lord delivers them out of them all. So that's so neat to know that he, he, there's always going to be a deliverance. And, and so sometimes we don't feel that way when we're in the heat of the battle. Um, and there's so many things that I can say about the goodness of God, because time and time again, I've been in these afflictions. Have y'all? <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, another one. But I, I told Rhonda tonight, I said, you know, the interesting part about it when you're going through something is the devil will tell you, you're, this is it for you. You will never, you know, you'll never preach again. You'll, this is, it's, you're done. And And that's really what it's designed to do, is to give up your you know your ministry your life or or whatever you might not even be in ministry but he's trying to get you to end it to kill to kill yourself or to do whatever to get rid of you because he hates people but i know you know because of you know i went through a first divorce which horrified me and i didn't never want that was married 21 years and you know it was just something that that i felt like had to be done and confirmed through those who were over me in the lord because i consulted you know with you know, the Hagans and different ones that I went to and said, listen, this is, you know, been, of course they knew everything that had been going on and, and they agreed with me <laughs> when you got, you know, I was so shocked when mom Hagan said, it seems like it's ready. It's time for you to get a divorce. I thought, Oh my gosh, she said the word, you know, <laughs> but, but it's a biblical word. You know I mean, not, I'm not wishing any divorces on people, but it is. A way out. I think God makes a way of escape. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, but then, then the 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 uh, what I felt like it was the the nail in the coffin was a second divorce. I thought, okay, I'm done. This, <laughs> I'll never preach again. I'll never admit it. Nobody will ever come to a church where I'm featured speaker, even pastor in a church. Forget it. And you know, it's just interesting how God just he things are not as big a deal to him as they are to us we think huge things huge mountains when really to god it's just like a little anthill and i and and again i'm not taking away from you know the horribleness of uh, you know divorce or the sanctity of marriage i believe in those things but i'm just saying the afflictions of life that come to all of us and so um i just remember god you know just doing so much work in my life to get me really away from the fear of man and what people think about you or say about you. And um, that was a big deliverance through through all this. And then, you know, of course I was saying I'll never marry again because that was my way of never, ever having another divorce. So I just, you know, made this. (laughs) And so I I had decided to become the word of faith nun um, and just... You know, have the first convent of word of faith, spirit filled Christian. (laughs) So, but, um, (laughs) but God had other plans. Amen. And so I'm so delighted. And this is just, I feel like this is the best time of my whole life ever. And I didn't, you know, there, and I've had really good times, not just bad times, but this is the best. And so, for those of you who are struggling, maybe you know you're listening tonight, um, there are really better days ahead and if you can just trust in the Lord like you've heard uh, with through the afflictions um, and and hang on to to the love of God and the compassion of God that he has towards you through all these things, uh, job went through horrible stuff, horrible, lost his physical health, lost all of his finances, lost all of his children. But then, you know, you see where God gave him double everything and, and then his children and daughters and, you know, just read the last chapter and see yourself in that restoration process because it can certainly be there when you think it's all over. It's not all over. Amen. Um, so pastor wanted to, others to have testimony. Is there someone else that would like to come, come up and just share a minute? Okay. Good. Praise the Lord. It's good to hear these things. The goodness of God in the land of the living. The goodness of God in the land of the living. That's right here and
3: now. Hi. Um, I'm going to start out with a scripture uh, because everybody else has. And my scripture, my favorite scripture is um, Philippians 4, 7 and the peace of god which passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through christ jesus and that's my testimony i've had peace from um a separation my husband and i had of 4 years and and the devil stole uh stole our life and our our salary our our money and um um and i I believed and I testified about it and we prayed about it with Pastor David that um I was gonna have a mortgage paid for. We we came down here to Florida and we bought a house and um I wanted my mortgage paid for. And I had no idea what uh how that was gonna come about because we had no relatives that are, you know, uh, wealthy right and um, I started um, power of attorney for a 96 year old woman she was a sweetheart she was uh, in the church here we knew her several years and um, long story short she gave when she passed away she gave her uh, she gave us her house and um, we will be able, we, uh, will pay, we will be able to pay our mortgage off plus. And, um, it's just, and through all of that, it, it's peace, the peace that gives you, you don't understand, you know. Yes. So God is good all the time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise God. I love that. Isn't that beautiful?
2: Some, sometimes you don't know how God's gonna do it, but He does it. And it's beautiful. Amen. Free, free from debt. I love that. Glory. Others wanna share? Hallelujah. Ruby? <laughs> Ruby's gonna share. Amen.
4: Talking about the faithfulness of God, He's been with me all my life. I just appreciate Him. Uh, I grew up in the country and, uh, when I was about 12 years old, uh, I walked to school. It was about three miles a day. And I began to notice that I would get so tired I could hardly get home. And I'd sit down beside the road until I could get home and I would pray God just get me home and this started happening for a few weeks and so uh, my mother and dad took me to the doctor and uh, they said I had rheumatic fever back then they really didn't know what to do for that so they just sent me home to uh, rest a lot and really not have a life and didn't talk like I would have a life very long. And so I I always had faith in the Lord and I always went to church. My mother and dad taught me, you know, all my life about Jesus. And the devil takes advantage of you when you're down. You know that. You all know that. So he would tell me, You'll never live to be grown, and you'll never live to have a family. Mm. You know, he was trying to cheer me up, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I, my mother prayed for me every day and would bathe my face. Could I would just almost go to heaven? Mm. And this happened for about a year, and. Uh, We were getting uh, literature from Brother O. Roberts at the time, and I read testimonies. And that's important. You were right about testimonies because it gives people faith to receive their healing. And so I began to read this magazine, and it stirred my faith. And so I wrote a letter just for prayer, and they sent me a little anointed cloth. And so I took it out where I could be alone because we still lived kind of out in the country. And I laid it on my heart and prayed a simple prayer, Lord, heal my heart today so I can live a life and run and and sing because I played the guitar growing up in the country. Everybody did, I think. But I wanted to sing for Jesus. And so he healed me that day instantly. So I came out from my little private place and, and I was running in the yard and scared my mom really bad. And she said, You know, you can't do this. And I said, But I can now, Mama, because God healed me. She said, Well, honey, you just run all you want to. <laughs> and ever since that time, God has, he's, yes, <laughs> and it's been a long time you kept with this white hair, and God is faithful, amen. he'll always come through for you. Yes,
2: That's so beautiful, I love that. <laughs> Praise God. We're so thankful for you. <laughs> thankful to the Lord. He's a faithful healer. Yes, he's a faithful healer, amen. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Me too.
5: <laughs> My life has been dull to some people because I have never needed for anything. I never had lack. I grew up with a family. With so much love and protection, I've fallen off of horses and never got hurt. I've been in car accidents, never got hurt. The vehicles I've driven got fender benders, but I've never been hurt. Um, back in 2005, I was uh, diagnosed with diverticulitis, and um, went to my talked to my neighbor, and she had a doctor, and I went to her. I was supposed to have a colonoscopy. And I went in, and they said, well, it'll be three months before we can get you in. So I said, okay. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office and talking with the nurse or whatever, and she's giving me all the price and this, that, and the other. And I says, well, why don't you just give me your first cancellation? So the doctor walked out, and she came in about ten minutes later, and she says, uh, now this was about the Friday, Good Friday, And she says, how about coming in Monday for your colonoscopy? So I said, fine. So I went in, had everything done, went back for consultation. And she said, Lee, she says, had you waited another week, we would have been doing major surgery on her. So uh, one little polyp that was cancerous was removed, and it was, i was great. She wanted me to come in the next year, and I says, well, put me on the calendar or whatever, and I says, fine. She says, but we don't take uh, appointments that far in advance. She says, come next year, you call. So come uh, next year, and I'm putting it off and putting it off, and Father says, call, you promised.
1: Yeah.
5: And I said, no, I'm you know, I'm fine. <laughs> call. You promised. I said no. You know I'm doing good. Well, he kept pastoring me and pastoring me. <laughs> and I said okay. So I got on the phone and I called. And the first time, it was busy. No answer. Called, rang, rang, and rang, and rang. I, know, I said okay, Lord, that's number one. So I called. Waited another 20 minutes. Called again. Well, their answering service answered. And okay. She says, well, there should be someone in the office in about 20 minutes. You know, there should be someone there now, but if you wait another 20 minutes, you can call. So, and I waited another 20 minutes and I called and the line was busy. Busy, busy, busy. And I thought, okay, that's the third time. And I says, Lord, I tried three times. It's up to you. The next morning, he woke me up out of a sound sleep with three words. No more cancer. So his timing was absolutely perfect. We had to wait three months to get in for a uh, procedure. It was two days later. I had time to prepare for it, and nothing happened. You know, it was just absolutely perfect. So time and time again, I found myself in unsavory situations and bad neighborhoods or a storm's coming or whatever, and every single time Father has had his arms around me and has protected me all through my life. Amen. I've never wanted to be married, never wanted children as I grew up. I wanted to adopt. I always said, you know, there were so many children that needed a home, if I ever had to have them, I would adopt them. So I've lived 72 years on my own. Uh, Mom died when I was 50 dad died when I was in my 20s, went around the United States in a motor motorhome. Everybody says, oh, you have to get in a hotel, you have to be at a rest stop, you have to be secure. No. My Jesus, my father, has protected me in every step of the way. Yeah. And now at age 72, I have the most wonderful man in my life yeah. to sit with me, to help me and watch over me and protect me. So yeah. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, yeah. for all that you have provided. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Jerry Lee. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. You know, um, if you're watching this, uh, I think this has turned out to be a beautiful service. And if you're watching by, uh, internet, if you have a testimony about the goodness of God, uh, or, or, uh send it to us. You can go to our, to, you can go to our, we have several websites you can log on to. Uh, one is, um Horton Ministries. Is it dot? Is at hortonministries.com. You can go to davidhortonministries.org. You can go to graceharvest.net, uh, and uh, there's several ways that you can reach us. And um, you send us your testimony, and we would love to hear what the what the Lord is doing out there. And we hope that our ministry here can be an encouragement and an outreach to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Scarlett, do not you come and receive our Sunday night off.